Okay, here we go. Erchin Dav Beis Amar Aleph. Hakol Ma'arichin Vine Erochin. Anyone can affect um, an obligation on themselves to give the value of either their own value as defined by the Torah or the value of somebody else, which is based on how old the person is. Uh, and anyone can be used as the subject of an Erech vow. Uh, if somebody else says, I am uh, making it incumbent upon myself um, the value of that person, so um, that would uh, that would also work. Nodrin uh, vinidarin, anyone can make a neder. So as opposed to an Erech, which um, the value that a person owes is dependent upon how old they are, uh, which is defined by the Torah. Over here, uh, by the neder, it's just if a person wants to obligate themselves in the value of another person, which is based on, uh, as Rashi points out, how much they would be sold as a slave uh, on the marketplace. So anyone can and um, obligate themselves in that value by either using their own value or somebody else, the nidarin, and anyone can be used as the subject of a nether vow. Kohanim, Levim, Yisraelim, Kohanim are included in this, Levim are included in this, Yisraelim are included in this, Nashim women are included in this, Avadim slaves are included in this. All these categories of people um, are, are Ma'arichin, they're Ne'erachin, they're Nodrin, and they're Nidarin. Then the Mishnah con- continues and says, Tuntum va'androganus, regarding these two uh, types of uh, people, Nodrin v'Nidarin, they can both um, effect a neder, and they can be the subject of a neder, ma'arichin, and they can also effect an erech. They can say, uh, we would like to uh, obligate ourselves in the erech of that person, somebody else, and then we would, uh, you know, obligate them depending on how old that person is. Avalo ne'erachin, but they cannot be used as the subject of um, an erech vow. She'enu ne'erach el hazacher v'adai because based on the Torah's language, we only use a person as the subject of an erech vow if they are certainly a male or certainly a female. But by a tumtum and jaganos, since we are in doubt, um, they uh, that cannot work. Cherish shod v'katan one somebody who is a a cherish a shota or a katan, either deaf or. Uh, um, Crazy, show that he's full. The katan and a minor nidarim ne'erachin. They can be used as the subject of. Oh, we would like to obligate ourselves in the value of that minor, of that cherish, of that shota ne'erachin, and they can also be used as the value of an erech. Cherish is whatever, how old? Twenty-five. So then, okay, one would obligate themselves in the value of a twenty-five-year-old. Avalo nodrin v'lo ma'arichin, but they cannot effect um, another vow or an Erech vow, because they do not have, uh, they do not have Das. Okay, the mission, uh, the Gemara continues. This language is general language of Hakol, everyone. Uh, what does it come to include? So, what does it come to include? It comes to include someone, um, as Tosos points out, uh, basically a, a male who is 12 and one day. Tosos on the side over here. So, he's, he's close to a male. He's close to a man, but he's not actually a man. Um, so, that is included. He would be able to effect uh, an erech vow. What is the language of Akol Ne'erach? And that anyone can be the subject of an Erech Bao come to include. So, my last week, my last week, I'm a new one. It comes to include um, people who are, um, have, uh, who, who do not necessarily have a value to them. And why would we think that they're not included? So, Sakadai Dachmin, the Gemara says, we might have thought that since the Neder, since the language of Neder is used in the Parsha of the Arachin, so, anyone who has a value to them, Yeshna Be'erachin, 
is included in the parsha erchin but anyone doesn't technically have a value to them eno erchin is not included in the parsha erchin kamash malan comes uh, another word in that parsha that he's just nefashos when it comes to it says nefashos so called to anyone who's alive anyone who's considered an nefesh would uh, would be able to be the subject of of an erich. Okay, no drin laswaymaya. What is the term anyone can make a nether, can affect the nether? What does that come to include? The Gemara says, nidarn it's strictly. Truthfully, we actually don't need to uh, teach nodrin, but nodrin was just taught because we need to teach nidarin, and nodrin is the parallel to nidarin, so we taught nodrin. But really, we're teaching those two lines for the case of nidarin. So, nidarin laswaymaya, what is the, the term anyone can be the subject of a nether um, come to include? So, if it comes to include a tumtum androgonus, it's taught explicitly in our Mishnah. If it's coming to include a cherish of a katan, our Mishnah also teaches them explicitly. And if it's coming to include a newborn that's literally less than one month old, that's also taught explicitly, not in our Mishnah, but a few daf later on Afayim and Aleph. And if it's coming to include a Hedjukotan, guess what? That's also taught explicitly in the Mishnah, also not in our Mishnah. But later on in Hayam and Base. So the Gemara says, really, um, it is actually coming to include the case of a, a newborn who's less than one month old. So what do you mean? Isn't isn't that taught explicitly later on? The Gemara says, it's true, it is taught explicitly later on. Uh, it was taught generally, and then it was uh, it taught the uh, the specifics later on. And truthfully, it could have used one of the other cases, but uh, it just chose one out of one out of all of them. Now that we've already started asking the questions of on the Hakol language, which we find over here, we start questioning the Hakol language you find in other places. So elsewhere we find the Mishnah that says Hakol Somchen, anyone can do smicha on an animal, what does that come to include? So the Gemara says, La'asuyah Yorish, it comes to include a an heir. Udulokar Yehuda, and that's not in accordance with the opinion of Yehuda. Um, okay, Hakol Mamirin, we, Mamirin, we find uh, in, in Tamura, the, the, the first Mishnah says anyone can do Tamura. So what does that come to include? Lasui Mai, what does that come to include? Lasui Yorish, that also comes, comes to include an heir, that an heir can uh, do Tamura on an animal he inherited. Uduloka Rihuda, that's also not like the opinion of Rihuda. Titania, if we learned that a Bryce, Yorish Somech, Yorish Mamir, an heir can do, both do Smicha, according to the Tanakama, and can also affect Tamura. Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda argues and he says, no, Yorish ain't no Yorish can actually do neither of those two things. My time with the Rehuda, why does Rehuda hold that a Yorish cannot do either one of those things? So he, the Gemara says as follows, Korbano, um, in the Parsha of Smicha, it uses the term Korbano, which is specific his Korban. So uh, Rehuda expounds on the Korbano and says, Korbano, velo Korban Aviv. It must be his Korban and not a Korban that he inherited from his father. Um, once Rehuda knows that a Yorish cannot do smicha from there, Yolif Tchilas Hekdesh, Misov Hekdesh. He learns out that a Yorish cannot do Tamura from the fact that a Yorish cannot do smicha. We learn out Tchilas Hekdesh, meaning causing the initial status of Hekdesh on the animal, i.e. Tamura. Now, from Sof Hekdesh, which uh, towards the end of the animal's Hekdesh life, i.e. Shrita, i.e. Smicha, which is right. Right next to, right before Shkita, and uh, therefore, you know, quote unquote, the end of Hekdesh, the end of the animal's life. So Maso of Hekdesh, just like by the end of Hekdesh, by Smicha, Yorish Eno Somech, because Rabbi Yehuda just learned that out from Korbano, the Korban Aviv. So Aftchilas Hekdesh, so just like a Yorish can do Smicha, Aftchilas Hekdesh, Yorish Eno Memir, so too, uh, a Yorish cannot affect Temur of Rabbanon. Why did the Rabbanon say that a Yorish can do both of those things? Hamir Yamir. 
<coughs> well, how, how do the Rabbana know that a, a, a Yorish can affect Tamura? Because the double language of Amir Yamir, Larabos Esa Yorish, which comes to include Yorish, and then they take the opposite approach that we'll be Alfin and Sof Hektesh with Chilas Hektesh. We actually learn at the end of the Hektesh process by Smicha from the beginning of the uh, Hektesh process of uh, being Mamir. Matchilas Hektesh Yorish Mamir, just like we know a, an air can affect um, Hektesh from the double language of Hamir Yamir. So, Sof Hektesh Yorish, so Mir. So, to the end of the animal's life, um, a Yorish is able to do smicha. So, Rabbanon, high korbanomai of delay. What do the rabbis do with the word korbana, which Rehuda used to exclude Yorish? So, Miboile, they use it for something else. They use it for korbanov, lo korban ove kochavin. It's got to be your korban, not a korban of an anju. Korbanov, lo korban chavero. It's got to be your korban, not the korban of a friend. Korbano, and then the last. Korban, which is written in the parsha, lirabos kobalichovrin, which comes to include if there are a few people who are partners in a korban, then they would all have to do smicha on the animal. Rabbi Yehuda, <coughs> what does Rabbi Yehuda do with all three korbanos? So lirabos kobalichovrin, lesmicha lesla. He doesn't hold of this last one. And since he does not hold of this last one, um, so therefore he has one left over to uh, exclude Yorish. Basically, <coughs> Rabbi Yehuda would seemingly agree at this point with the other two understandings of Korbano. It would be Korbano v'lo Korban Ovikochavim, Korbano v'lo Korban Chavero, and then the last one, as opposed to the Chachamim who use it, L'Rabus Kobalechovrin, he would use it um, um, L'Ma'it to exclude a Yorish. That's the Gemara's first answer. Then the Gemara gives another answer. The Gemara says, V'inami, or if you want to say Islay, Rabbi Yehuda actually holds that by Bali Chovrin, he, they agree with uh, the Tanakhama, that by Bali Chovrin, um, all of them would have to do, uh, have to do smicha. Um, okay, so how does, what does he do with all three korbanos? How does he get his, his understanding that a, a Yorish can't do, uh, can't do smicha? So this is how he learns all three out on Dab Beis, Amad Beis, Tapa Tab Beis, Amad Beis. Once again, at this point, the Rabbanon, what did they do with the three korbanos? They used one for korbanov lo korbanov kachavim, one for korbanov lo korban chavero, and one lerabos balechovrin. Rabbi Huda said, no, if you think about it, oved kachavim chavero, they're really the same thing. Because the point is that it's not yours. So um, he would basically say you could learn out both oved kachavim and chavero from one korbano. Mechad Karanovke, they learn that from one. Ayasri look tray, you're left over with two Karbanos. Chad Karbanov look Karban Aviv, that's where he learns out not a Yorish. It's got to be yours and not uh, not the Karban of your father. Bidach, and then he would agree according to this opinion, uh, unlike the first version where he would disagree, Lerabos Kobala Korban. According to this version, Bidach Lerabos Bala Korban. He would agree with the rabbis, with the Rabbanan, <coughs> that uh, Bala Korban would have to do smicha. So we already know what the Rabbanon do with Hamer Yamir, that it comes to include everyone. What does what Rabbi Huda do with this phrase? So he comes to include, he comes to use it to include an Isha. That an Isha can affect Tamura Tatanya, because we, as we learned in the Brisa, since the entire partial is in the masculine, Masofinu the Rabbis is Isha. How do we, uh, you know, include a woman? He uses the double language of Hamir Yamir to include a woman. Rabbanon. Oh, okay, well, how do they, they can't use Hamer Yamir because they use it for something else. So where do they know to Lerabos as a woman? May Vim. They use the, the letter Vav, Verbihuda Vim, Lo Darish. And Rihuda, as Tosas points out over here, um, uh, Verbihuda on the small Tosas on the side, Verbihuda Vim, Lo Darish, Klomar, Vav, Lo Darish. He, he does not uh, expound on the extra letter Vav, and therefore there is nothing left over. Everyone covers all of their bases.